0: The transition from childhood through adolescence to adulthood is not an easy journey for teenagers or parents, and learning more about how the teenage brain operates can really help parents to understand a teenager's mood and behaviour. So today I want to share 7 things you should know about your teenager's brain to empower you as a parent and help your teenager on their journey through adolescence. Hello. I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, sharing brain advice for a mentally healthy and happy midlife. Welcome to episode 70 of Better Brain, Better You. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode on the 7 things you should know about your teen's brain. I wanna give you a free video workshop to watch in which clinical psychologist, Dr. Zoe Webb and myself talk through how to use knowledge of the teenage brain to understand a teenager's behaviour how, and how to connect and communicate with them and how to support their emotional needs as well. And you can watch this free video workshop, How to Parent the Teenage Brain at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. Please do go and watch it. It really is a helpful parenting resource, particularly if you're struggling to connect with your teenager, and it's completely free as well. So the transition from childhood to adolescence is not an easy journey for teenagers or for parents living under the same roof as them. In fact, watching your baby grow from a well-behaved child into an adult with their own ideas about how life works can be a real cause of tension for many families. And learning more about how your teenager's brain operates and using this knowledge to inform your parenting is a really powerful parenting strategy, especially as we can all be quick to forget what we were like at their age. So it's really empowering to learn about what's actually happening in their brains and how this relates to their mood and behavior. And it helps you as a parent to understand why these changes have to happen and the biological reasons for each of them. So the first thing to know is that your teenager is biologically programmed to strive for independence. It can feel like an act of rebellion specifically designed to hurt us as parents, but actually striving for independence is a biological change in the brain that all animals go through, not just humans. All animals go on this journey to become an independent to become independent from their families. So, for example, in mice and rats, this is at around 30 days in their life. And it's necessary, it's a necessary part of the period of adolescence to become independent from your parents. And to do that, you need to forge your own identity, establish yourself with your peer group, test things out and explore. So, second, taking greater risks with their friends is just part of growing up. In the same way that your team will naturally strive for independence which you should support, by the way, they're also more likely to indulge in risk-taking behaviours, especially when they're in an emotionally charged context, like, for example, being surrounded by their friends. So there's a huge amount of evidence that that teenagers are really susceptible to peer influence. So if you think about the risks we are worried about teenagers taking, smoking, binge drinking, experimenting with drugs, dangerous driving, they don't do those things on their own they're taking those risks when they're with their friends. And there's a drive for them to do that because they are particularly sensitive to being excluded by their peer group. So to avoid social social exclusion at any cost is their number one goal, and that might result in them being more influenced by their friends than other age groups are. So third, Aren't they just being lazy and irresponsible by staying up to the early hours and sleeping in till midday? Although you might be able to see how risk-taking is a biological stage of growing up, surely staying up late and constantly snoozing their alarm clock is just laziness, exacerbated by their refusal to go to bed at a sensible time. Well, from puberty to the end of of the teens, their circadian clock is actually programming, programming programming them to go to sleep and wake up around three to four hours later than adults. So for adults, melatonin, that's the chemical that helps us sleep, is produced at dusk when the light goes down. But it's produced three to four hours later during the teenage years, so they are less sleepy in the evenings and are not ready to wake up in the mornings. So asking your teen to get up for school early in the morning is really the biological equivalent of asking you as an adult to get up in the middle of the night. So this is a problem, as they are relatively sleep deprived when you wake them up at 8am in the morning. And chronic sleep deprivation is certainly not helping teenagers do their biggest job, which is to go to school. So we know how important sleep is for consolidation of memory and learning. It's all about strengthening the connections between their brain cells, a process which is chemically impaired when they are sleep deprived. So, this could also be the reason for the fights too. Sleep deprivation really does make you emotionally impulsive. So, fourth, your team might your teen might look like an adult, but it doesn't mean their brain works the same way. One of the hardest parts of being a teenager is dealing with the fact that people around you are treating you differently and expecting more from you when you actually lack the mental capacity and experience of a fully fledged adult. In fact, Their brain is completely rewiring itself from back to front throughout the teenage years, and this brain development continues throughout your 20s, something we actually as scientists only discovered recently. So your child, let's say age 14 or 15, might look like an adult and might be taller than you, but that doesn't actually mean they have a completely adult-like brain. Their brain undergoes really slow and protracted development right through the teenage years and into their 20s. So these brain regions that are involved in things like planning, decision-making, self-awareness, inhibiting appropriate risk-taking behaviour and volatile emotions as well. So fifth, you can help their rapidly developing brain by supporting them in their decision-making. So do you feel like your teenager tries to reject any of your attempts to help them? Perhaps you're going about it the wrong way. Don't jump in with advice and solutions the best way you can help a teenager is to support them to come up with their own solutions by using active listening. So their brains are still developing. So supporting them in their planning and decision making and being sympathetic as to why they might be feeling the way they are and not making the decisions you would make is really helpful and supportive for them. So sixth, don't forget you were exactly the same once. It can be easy to forget with the gift of hindsight that you were exactly the same as your teenager. And if you don't believe this, read back over your diaries if you used to write them. Often you can remember this period better if you wrote diaries. If you look at them as an adult, it's actually quite horrifying to see the things that went on inside your head as a teenager. And goes to show we all conformed a bit to that stereotypical teenage behaviour. 7th Try not to mock your teenager and the way they are behaving. It's no secret that once you've passed puberty, society seems to give you a free pass to mock anyone younger than you, their taste in music, the way they dress, the way they spend their money. But you should really try and resist this temptation if you can. Why do we do this? Well, one idea is that small children do pretty much everything we ask as parents and are very sweet and loving and cuddly and then they change, and it's really hard for us as parents to cope. We often don't really know how to handle it, so we mock their behavior. Try and resist this while they're going, going, while they're going through this transitional stage of their life and need so much support. They really need your empathy and understanding. So there you have it, seven secrets about the teenage brain to help you understand their behavior and moods. I hope they were helpful. But before we finish up, just wanted to remind you that you can watch our free workshop on how to parent a teenage brain at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop that's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop please don't go and watch it it really will help you to start using your understanding of you, of the teenager's brain to connect with them and support them through their turbulent teenage years so that's it for today i hope these seven insights about the teenage brain help you to understand their seemingly confusing ways of behaving. And thanks so much for tuning in today. Take really good care of yourself and I will look forward to seeing you next time.